0: The Pharisees uh, speak to the blind man and they say, you were born in sin. What does that mean? Well, back then there was sort of uh, the belief that, I mean, essentially if, if something happened, God did it. I mean, they just basically blamed God for everything, good and bad, and that God would have a reason. So a man born blind uh, which we, we see, you know, blindness at birth as, uh, for what it is, which is a defect in nature, which happens all the time. People are born with all sorts of defects of nature, large and small. Um, but back then, the presupposition was that God did it to the man. And the reason that anybody would suffer misfortune was because they did something wrong, or their parents did something wrong. So particularly if somebody was born with, a defect like that it's because their parents must have sinned or even their grandparents must have sinned now you can you can see how this understanding of the relationship between god and man is going to fill parents with all kinds of guilt what do we do you know we caused our son to to be born without sight we did it we're the we're the ones to blame parents already i mean we we already know Parents blame themselves for all kinds of things for their kids. Um, and so much so even back then. Particularly if you think that that God himself is going to punish your kids for your misdeeds. So this man lived his whole life thinking that he was being punished by God. And, and you know, just imagine back then, without the assistance that people have even now being b- born without sight I mean you really couldn't marry because you couldn't you couldn't take care of your family you couldn't get a job you, so he had to sit and beg his entire life and as he sat and begged everybody would have you know who would pass by would have the presupposition that yeah he did something wrong he deserves it he deserves what he got because of well presumably his parents some sort of generational sin. So when Jesus comes to him and says, you know, what is it that you want? I mean, clearly the most pressing thing, I mean, Jesus already knew what he wanted, but for that man to be liberated from the bondage of blindness was clearly the most important thing in his life because not only... Did it allow him to, for the first time, I mean, you can imagine, I don't know, I can't imagine actually, but, you know, a man blind from birth, never seen the sunset, you know, never seen nature, never seen the beauty of of the temple, never seen with his own eyes his parents, never seen the beauty that, that exists in the world. Just that alone is an amazing gift that God gives him. But also, he releases him from the bondage of being thought of as one who is deserving punishment. The healing of the the blind man releases him from those presuppositions. He also, Jesus, releases the parents. The parents from that guilt that they felt. What did we do wrong? What, What must we have done to have angered God so much that he would punish our child? I mean, he heals the man such that he's able to re-enter society, learn a trade, take care of himself, no longer have to beg. All kinds of things are healed. It's not just the blindness. And most importantly, what's healed is the relationship with God. That man lived his entire life thinking God was punishing him. And by Jesus himself freeing him. He no longer is freed to truly be in a loving relationship with God. God isn't punishing me. What happened to me was just a part of nature. But even if he believed that he was deserving of some kind of punishment, God forgave him. Jesus forgave him, therefore liberating him from the assumption that he deserved it. It's, it's easy for us, I think, to fall into this assumption that the reason we have misfortune, the reason why things don't go our way, is because God is punishing us. A lot of people will think that. Well, God must be punishing me. As though that's something that God is looking to do. And yet with Jesus Christ, we see that that is not, in fact, what God is looking to do. God is not waiting to find fault. God is not waiting for us to do something wrong and catch us. As a priest friend of mine says, God is not out to get you. Not in the way that you might think. He's out to get us, to bring us closer, no doubt. But he's not trying to find something wrong with us. What he wants to do is heal us. The blind man knew, I mean, it's just so clear what he needed to be healed of, which opened up for him all of these horizons in his life that he never had the ability to access. In my experience, people are afraid of being healed, moving back to us. And I, I don't mean that, you know, if somebody's blind or if somebody is is deaf or, you know, there's some other... Uh, Defective nature. I don't mean something sort of obvious like that. I mean people are legitimately afraid of change in their life. If I give myself over to God, what is he going to do with me? I dare say that men are more afraid of this than women. You will never see greater cowardice in a man than when he's confronted with having to have a relationship with God. I realize it's a generalization. It's not true of everyone, but it's true of a lot. Men get really, really jellyfish-like when they <laughs> when they have to start talking about God and confession, or you know, something like that. It's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting because so many other ways men men can be so brave. Um, but not just men. There, because what happens is you know we get locked into certain modes of behavior. And the reason we do is because they work for us until they don't, right? And the idea that we need to change something in our life, that our lives could actually be better, and we wonder, well, you know, gosh, why do my relationships always end up this way? Or why am I always in conflict? Or why, why does this keep happening? Well, it's not you, of course. I mean, <laughs> you're the common denominator in all of those problems. What about change? Well, the reason why people don't change is because it works, kind of. And then when they do decide to change and allow the Lord to come in and heal them, it's because it stops working. And they recognize it's no longer working. I have to change. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm moving on to other things beyond the physiological, there's a good chance that every single one of us needs greater healing in some fashion, in our personality, in our memories, in our relationships. Healing uh, to let go of past hurts from our parents, from somebody who harmed us. We have so much to be healed of. And what we can take from the gospel today, again, is that this is what God wants to do. He wants to heal us. He doesn't want us to carry any of that. And what does it take? I mean, the blind man, you know, Jesus asked him, what do you want? I want to be healed of my my blindness. And then the Pharisees inquisition him. What happened? He's like, I don't know. The guy put mud on my eyes, and he said to wash, and now I can see. That's all I know. And they're like, well, what do you think he is? Well, I think he's a prophet. And they're like, shut up. We don't want to listen to you anymore. It's not the answer we wanted. And they kick him out. You know, he he, very simple man. then he goes to Jesus, or Jesus comes to him once more. What do you think? Do you believe in me? Because that's what he's after. Jesus isn't after just healing. He's after faith. And so the man says, yes, I do believe. You're the one who healed me? Yeah, I'm the guy. Because he didn't see him, right? He was still blind. Puts mud on his eyes, go wash in the pool. He goes and washes. He didn't see Jesus until that moment. His eyes were opened, and now he could see his Savior. And because he knew of what God had done for him, He believed God has done so much for all of us in spite of the difficulties in spite of the suffering and what he thirsts for is our faith responding to him with faith.